Welcome everyone to The Driven Few with Al Hamid, where we align with driven individuals to learn as to how they get it all done with family and business. I'm your host, Al Hamid, and I work alongside those high-performing executives, coaching them how to dive in and get it all done, selling as a leader in business, their family, and their faith. This week, introing one of a guy that has become a very, very dear friend with me, Chris is the founder of No Quit Living and the Positivity Tribe. Certainly don't want to marginalize that because he's going to be able to speak to that much better than uh, that I will. He is the author of a book, The Positivity Tribe, creator of the Positivity Notes, which we'll talk about here. Those, these things are awesome. Over 17,000 distributed in uh, nearly 50 states and six countries. Chris is a speaker, a coach, a mentor to many. Also the host of a No Quit Living podcast, blessed to be a part of, uh, which is phenomenal. I encourage you to take a look at that. Also a Hall of Fame dad to Zach, Emily, and Mason. My brother, Christopher J. Worth. Welcome to the show, brother. I appreciate it, man. I think I'm going to bring you uh, everywhere to do, uh, to do the intros. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, it's easy to do when you got, you got a stud like yourself that just has a rap sheet of of all of your life's quote-unquote accomplishments, man. It takes me a time to actually go through and say, I'm going to have to shorten some of this up so people don't get bored with all of this goodness. So it's good, brother. Yeah, man, this has been a long time coming. So just to, to segue here and take a step back, I'm happy to share as to how I met Chris. Chris was a member of King's Council for several months. And I happened to be, obviously, as you know, a coach and a leadership member, a member of the leadership team on King's Council. And I remember one day, and I'll share a quick story, a quick intro story about how I, I met Chris and I knew that I wanted to be aligned with Chris. You know, one of the things that I do is obviously as an empath, whether I'm on a Zoom call or a phone call, I'm always read the room. You know, so with our Zoom calls with King's Council, I remember call after call, evening after evening after evening, scrolling through, looking at all the faces, you know, candidly speaking, saying who's paying attention, you know, who's doing what. Every single time, regardless of situation or circumstance, here's Chris Worth over there taking notes like fire coming from his pencil, like some Kobe Bryant stuff. Like this dude is just in it, observing, looking at everything. So finally, I reached out and uh, I wanted to make more of a, a personal one on one connection. And I know as soon as we started dialoguing and collaborating back and forth, that uh, you know, this is going to be a guy that I wanted to run with and do life with, man. And ever since then, we have, by the grace of God. So honor and respect to you, man, for your intentionality and being able to seek and continue to sharpen your salt, man. So I respect that about you, brother. I appreciate that. means That means a lot. And I think I know one of your words and people that follow you is intentionality. And I, I don't think I ever didn't do it really, but over the last few years, I can honestly say that I've just been super intentional with what I'm doing. And and I can honestly say there've been times when you're having a conversation with someone, you're looking down at your watch or your, your phone, and it's kind of, I don't want to say disrespectful, but it's disrespectful in some ways. But to take it a step further is when I'm investing my own time and money and effort in something, that means that you're not doing it to something else. And I use the analogy all the time is every time you say yes to something or somebody, you're, you're directly and indirectly saying no to something else and somebody else. And for me, that means if I'm, if I'm doing a coaching call with King's Council, you know, I'm focused on that. And, you know, the reality is iron sharpens iron. And I use the hashtag all the time. And I say that to you and send you probably a bunch of text messages. You can learn from so many people. And I think the one thing that I've 
really just been enamored with. They're the people that invest time, money, and effort, and then don't apply it at a later date. And, and I always wonder why that is. And it's why I've studied so many great people in the last couple of years and why I really try to surround myself with people. Because one of the questions I ask always is, you know, what are you reading? Or is there something that you're following or somebody that's really had an impact on you? And then I just dive into that person. And, and you can always find just nuggets of, of awesome stuff. But, but going back to what I said is, you know, reading a room is something I do all the time too. It's like, I'm looking around, seeing who's invest, you know, and not that I'm, we judge somebody, but you know, when you're in a zoom call, if someone's kind of looking around and, and eating dinner or doing stuff, you know, that you're not fully um, there. So for me, I was like, all right, for the next hour, 90 minutes, like I'm here no matter what. That's good, man. That's good. Again, multiple, multiple conversations. We can go in that. I do have a question specific that I want to ask you that I know on your your podcast, you're the host of No Quit Living Podcast, which again, if you've not had an opportunity to subscribe, you know, shameless plug there. That's there. There, candidly speaking, there are very few podcasts that I download. I'm just not one of those guys that's going to download 57 different podcasts and then maybe listen to one of them. So I, I vet it. Now I'm going to listen to two or three, and then once I know that two or three aligns with what it is that I'm looking for in that specific season of my life, you know, that pretty much comes with the with the consistency. And your podcast is one that has made the cut, brother. A lot of which is is based on um, you, not necessarily the, the guests that you have. Albeit you you've you've had a lot of guests that have brought a lot of substantial value, but you've got a very significant value add and the questions that you ask strategically. So I, I would encourage folks. Again, I don't I don't throw out recommendations if it's something that I that I'm not personally invested in my life. So I would encourage folks to take a look at that Apple, Spotify. But getting back to what you said, man, one of the things that you are relentless. And I, you know, I say relentless probably come to the top of my head. I mean, you and I just basically, we could have just recorded a podcast on what we just talked about before the podcast. You know, it's probably 30, 40 minutes of just the real and the raw, which is is similar to what we always talk about. But relentless, Tim Grover, and I say that because that's that's kind of a subject matter that we were alluding to or talking to earlier. But man, you're relentless in your pursuit to honor people. And, and it, it can't be more than a day goes by where, where I get a Marco Polo voice text or, or a video text, rather, from Chris Worth. And it's every single time, hey, brother, just thinking about you, and I'll let you know, man, honor to you for. I know that it's not easy because it's not an organic state where most people are looking to honor someone right out of the bat. That is something when you talk about intentionality that you have sewn into your intentionality on on doing that and not only doing that with i mean we get it man guys want to honor someone for the sake of honoring someone but the reality of the situation is is when you can actually honor someone and have that real and raw behind it and then the other person can feel that man that goes a long way allowing that person as i always talk about to de-shield take their proverbial mask off and now i can show up or they can show up in a in a conversation so maybe just talk about what it is and some of the things that have led you to that and how it is that you do that with consistency day in and day out. Because, dude, we're all busy. We all have external factors and triggers. But regardless of those, you continue to show up. Well, first of all, I appreciate that, man. And and I received that. And, and coming from you, that, that means a lot as somebody that I value both as a friend, as a man, as a father, as a, a business person, but also as a leader. And 
you know, it, it goes back to something that for me is, is really simple. And it's actually this, this social media world we're in. And, and what I want to, what I, what I want to say about it is we're, we're in a world now where it's about likes, comments, views, and it, in no way, shape or form would I ever say that I'd rather that I don't care if, if I have one like or a million, of course, there's not a single person that would, would say, I'd rather have one like than a thousand. You know, we all, it's, it goes to like, would you rather have, you know, no friends or a hundred friends? Of course, everybody wants to have more friends and be liked. But I took it a step further and I said, you know, what about those people that I want to honor and the people that I have a genuine relationship with? And in this world of just liking and putting a thumbs up, not that there's anything wrong with doing that. I made a decision. I said, who are those people in my life on a daily basis to use your word? consistency. Who do I want to consistently sow into? Because the reality is, is what you sow into, you know, it, it directly comes back to you. And, you know, it's like, I always talk about, you know, karma, you know, if you're doing the right things for the right reasons, it comes back to you tenfold. But I just made a really conscious effort, you know, and it's not like I do it to, you know, a thousand people or 5,000 people, but there's a, a handful of people that each and every day, I want to just make sure that I honor. But here's the other cool thing too, is when you're surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, such as yourself, there's somebody in your world that I don't know. There's two people in your world that I don't know that all of a sudden, you know, because I follow you on social media. And here's the beauty of social media is because I, fo I follow Al Hammond, I now know directly and indirectly some people that are in his life. And all of a sudden I see somebody that's posting or, or sharing your stuff. And I'm like, oh, who's this guy or who's this girl? And that's how you build your your team. And, and going back to what I said about iron sharpens iron, I've had so many people in my life that have just been amazing mentors to me, people that you know are unbelievably famous, people that are doing things to an insanely higher level than I have and am, but they've taken time out of their lives to sow into me. And I could give you a list of probably 20 that are very well-known people that literally took time out of their day, which is money, time out of their family, out of their kids. And I just want to be that person that inspires people. And with the Positivity Tribe and the book and the stuff we do, we've been using the hashtag, we rise by lifting others up. And I know it sounds cliche to some people. It's like, oh yeah, you know, of course, you know, rise, you know, inspire people. But I, I live by that now. And it goes back with the positivity notes is there's somebody out there today, right now that needs to hear this, that is having a tough day, you know, family, financially with this whole pandemic or just, you know, maybe having a rough morning. And it's our ability to inspire them, to motivate them, to encourage them. And I think that's what I try to do each and every single day to people, because my whole hope is that when I encourage somebody, when I sow into somebody, they're going to then do it to somebody else. And when you compound that, you know, it's not like I'm having a positive impact just on you or you just on me, you know, you're going to inspire me, but then I'm going to have an interaction with one of my staff members, I'm going to have an interaction with one of my kids, with one of my friends, with somebody at the gym tomorrow. And your one positive interaction could potentially lead to 25 different people. And all of a sudden you compound that on a weekly, monthly basis. That's when we have, you know, change where all of a sudden thousands, you know, or hundreds of thousands of people are really impacted. And it's going back to, you know, King's Council is, you know, Steve has had an impact on a bunch of people's lives. Obviously, you know, you and I are not connected right now if it wasn't for Steve Weatherford and a bunch of other guys in that group. And that's the value of when you genuinely 
pay it forward to somebody else. It always comes back tenfold. Mm. Super good, man. Good, dude. You mentioned sowing seeds. And it's something that I talk about quite a bit is sowing seeds reap rewards. You know, what I mean by that is, is I look at it as, as our job or my job, rather, my responsibility to sow the seeds of confidence, championship language, I can, you can, I believe in you, hope, trust, things of that nature. And a lot of times we see people doing that. And honestly, transparently speaking, dude, I, when I first started doing that, it was the most inorganic, awkward thing I've ever done to be able to look at another dude, so to speak, or another man and be like, hey, I see a fruit in your life that I value because of my conditioning, because of what my social environments were, because of whatever belief system that I created, that was just weird and awkward. And then I started putting myself in a position where it was like, hey, what I got to do to not make this weird and awkward? And through that, I remember going through, I think it was something that Jesse Itzler shared, where he reaches out to three people every single morning. And then he'll go into something that's real and raw and hey man i just want to let you know i'm thinking about you or whatever the case may be not with the expectation or the understanding that that person is going to be able to get back with them that day but what happens is two things and you just shared this you didn't necessarily say it but this is what i heard you say that's when the rewards are reaped and maybe it's not for you so our job my again my job and i want to put this on anyone else is to be able to sow those seeds but because i sow the seeds I don't necessarily always get to see the reward reaped or the fruit of those seeds being bared. But if and when that does come to fruition, imagine that you're filling a funnel of, we'll just call it goodness, where you're just continuously wave after wave after wave of just sowing seeds into other people. Eventually over time, and this is based on their belief system, their external factors, their environment, they're going to come back to you. You know, I've had people come back to me and honestly be like, dude, what, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, like, are you, are you good, bro? I've actually had people tell me I was famous for giving an F, as if me giving an F was a bad thing or something to speak in a negative connotation about. So I say that to say, kind of land this plane here, I learned that people would do that inorganically to make it appear as though they were being nice or reaching out to someone on their better half. When in the reality was they're doing that with an expectation that that person will get back to them in some sense and, and so back into them. And it's when we let go of that expectation that that actually starts to come back to us. And that's exactly kind of where I was going with. I know if you're reaching out to me and you put it in with your intentionality and a part of your morning routine to reach out to me to be able to say, hey, bro, I'm just thinking about you and give me some honor. I know that I'm one of many. And those seeds will continue to come back. And again, you didn't say this, which leads me, segues me into becoming a product of a favorable environment. So once we sow those seeds, we put ourselves then in a position to be in a group with the Steve Weatherfords of the world, the Jesse Itzlers, the Ed Milets the Chris Works, the Riley Meeks, the Christian Edwards, insert name, 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 name after each other to be able to listen and think, well, wait a minute. My entire life, I was taught, I was conditioned not to become a product of my environment. What if that environment was defaulted or designed rather, not defaulted and created to be a favorable environment? Then wouldn't I want to be a product of that and subsequently want to teach my kids to be a product of that? So I say all of that to say, man, the things that you do with intentionality, and I, sometimes I don't even know that you recognize it, Chris, and maybe you do, is just so deeply rooted 
and intentionality, which then lends itself to someone creating a product or an environment that they actually want to be a product of, which then when you do that allows other people to create tribe, there comes the alignment, then comes the assignment, things that we talk about. So again, kind of a backhanded way to, I, I guess, honor you, man. But but yeah, you want to speak to that? I don't even know if you know this, but from that, the from Jesse, it's their sharing on one of our calls. I went ahead and I shared this with my publisher of my books, who's one of my closest friends. You You definitely need to to meet him at one point, but I said to him, I'm going to start this connect five support 10. So Jesse does his three every day. So I said to Dom back in, in February, it was like February 7th or 8th or 9th. It was after the second time Jesse had actually joined us. We've had him twice on it. And I said to Dom, I was like, I was like, I'm going to do, uh, you know, connect five support 10 every day. We've been using the hashtag. So what it is, is it's connecting with five people like Jesse does just whether it's a text, a voicemail, video message, but a genuine connection with somebody like, Hey, Al, you know, I know you have your podcast launch, you know, tomorrow. Just want to reach out. I know you're crazy Mm -hmm. busy. Just wanted to, you know, let you know I'm here for you and I can't wait to listen. Like that's a connection. So which not to interrupt you, but that was a real example, by the way, that you just gave, because you actually did that. I did. No, I I did because, and that was an intentional um, action because I I had so many awesome people that did the same thing to me. And then the support 10 thing goes back to what I said about the social media world. It's not a thumbs up or liking that, that doesn't, that doesn't mean support 10. It could literally be something like I, I reshared one of your videos you did with Steve. And it took me literally a minute and a half. And I didn't do that because I had to. I didn't do it because I was trying to, you know, get on Steve's good side. You know, I think I'm on both of your good sides. But I said, you know what? These are two guys that are in my life that have poured into me. I want to just honor them. So that's one of my support tens. And, and I keep track of that every single day. I have my, my new planner that I know I've showed you. And I have my, my uh, journal, my notebook that I always have. But I keep track of it not from a competitive side of myself i have to do it but from the consistency side where i look down and be like you know what i've done my five and ten there are many days i do four and eight there's days i do you know 12 and eight it's it's about being consistent and and here's the thing people always ask like well you know how do you do that it is if you take a couple minutes to jump on social media or linkedin or facebook and i'm i'm not scrolling because i want to see no offense to anybody out there I don't care what anybody has for breakfast. I don't care, you know, what anybody has for for dinner. I hope everybody has, you know, enough food and then some. But I'm I'm scrolling down because I genuinely want to see ways to support people that I care about. So when someone's birthday, like for example, a friend of mine today, it's her father's 70th birthday. And I've grown up with this girl. I think when I was in eighth or ninth grade, she was one grade ahead of me. So I've known her for 30 plus years. So it was just a quick message to her. And I shot her dad a message and just said, hey. Happy 70th birthday. And it took a minute and a half. But if I didn't scroll through Facebook, I wouldn't have known that she shared that. And I wouldn't have known that it was his birthday. So my point is, if you take time to, to find ways every day to connect and support others, there are so many ways. And that's the one beauty of social media is back in the day, you know, a friend would have to like physically call you on the phone and be like, hey, don't forget, you know, tomorrow's Al's birthday. And then I either put it in my my notebook or somewhere. And if I, if I don't, see it in my notebook, I forget about it. Now we have all those reminders. So anybody that says you can't do it, I challenge you. It's it's so easy in today's day and age 
especially if you're active on social media to see people's birthdays, anniversary, kid, kid events and things. And I think it's when you spend a couple minutes investing in others, it just allows them. And if, even if somebody's having a good day, it's going to make them have even a better day. And if someone's having a really rough morning or start to their day, it's not going to completely change everything, but it's going to change the perspective where they say, you know what, you know, is this a bad moment or is this a bad day? You know, this, this has been a crappy morning, but let me just focus on putting into place. And yeah, it's been a rough morning. Doesn't mean it has to be an entirely rough day. It's good, man. Super tactical. Again, super good. And then one thing that I've noticed just to kind of piggyback on that is your reticulator activating system is always looking for the wins in other people. You know, so for those maybe that don't know what your reticulator activating system is or does, um, the example I get is, hey, I bought my wife a, a Yukon Denali black. And sure enough, two days after her driving it, she's coming home and saying, man, I never realized how many people have the same black Yukon Denali. Because now you're aware to it. Now that you're aware to it, your reticulator activating system is looking for it. And oftentimes that can be used in a negative capacity or negative connotation, meaning woe is me, that Eeyore syndrome, where we have someone in our life that is just, bro, I get it, you're going through a rough time, but what we focus on grows. And if you want to focus on that glass being half empty every single time, good luck trying to get past the 50% mark. And I say that to say one of the things that your ninja level at doing is being able to find the silver lining in almost everything. And I remember even phone calls with you and I where I'd be you know, challenged with the situation or frustrated with a particular client or something's going on. And immediately, you know, and I say this in context, not to be braggadocious, there are folks in my life because they want the relationship with me, because maybe they're in fear of, of I will intimidate them or, or something on something uh, or push back again, they become a yes man. You know, they just tell me what I want to hear and then I can feel, I don't even need to see it or hear it in their tonality to their cadence. I can feel that, bro, you're just bullshitting. And I'll stop the conversation and there's no need to do that. Whereas you'll push back and you're not afraid to challenge, bro. Think about it like this. You know, and I say that, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine in the gym this morning. We were talking about the difference between bucket fillers and bucket dippers. I had zero... <laughs> intention to go to this, but it's just coming on the top of my head. Those bucket dippers are the, the folks that I just referenced earlier, the, the proverbial Eeyores in our life. When those folks will come into a situation or room and you just feel their energy just zaps you out of it. And you're like, dude, this is so exhausting. I want to help this person, but man, I got to help myself to be defended from this. And then there are people that are bucket fillers and those people come into your life and all it's literally all they're doing is smiling like like beyond happiness which is derived from happenstance or something happens to you or for you they go past that it's, it's like a pure joy where again regardless of situation or circumstance they're going to show up and they're going to put themselves in a situation even though they may not feel like it based on their commitments to themselves their vision and who they are man you do that you know and one of the things that I kind of wanted you to share. Uh, I know that you you recently went through a divorce. Uh, I don't know this is something that you don't always like to talk about, but you're my brother, so we're gonna, we're going to put it out there. And I know you're not afraid to go real and raw and, and kind of in the subsurface. But 
what I really would like to talk about, man, is, is how it is that despite that, despite the mom of your three children, despite, you know, all the relationship, the memories, the experiences you had together, how do you go from where you were to where you are now and not turn into that bitter-ass Eeyore, that bucket dipper, and moreover, continue to be the bucket filler that you are? I appreciate that, and, and, and I received that. And, you know, I, I think the best way for me to start that question or the, I guess, the topic is going through a divorce is, is super difficult. I know a few people, and when I say few, I mean I can count them on maybe two or three fingers that had a pretty easy divorce. And to your point is you have a time in your life where you say, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, and then you're supposed to, and I did, you know, ask their parents or her parents or his parents for, you know, their their blessing. And you don't ever do that saying, I hope it's going to be like, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12 good years. And then we're going to just battle each other in court. So the relationship perspective, my attorney shared something. He said, you're going to go through 13 or 14 or 12. I forget exactly the number of emotions. He's like, hate, anger. He's like, fear, woe is me. You know, you feel like a failure. And I remember the first time he said, it, and I was kind of like, yeah, like, all right, that's cool. And I was like, focused on what we had to do. But it, it's literally come come full circle, and it, it was not easy. It was not overnight. But what I realized is there's only one of two ways I can get through this. And, you know, the one thing I want to say about getting through this is every single one of us that's listening to this right now, we've made it through 100% of our worst days. And I know that sounds super cliche, but think about a week ago, a year ago, five years ago, the worst day, the most difficult thing that ever happened to you. We all made it through it. And what I realized, and I had to continue to tell myself because it was hard as hell, dude. And, and it was like, I felt like I was going through an up, uphill battle, but I got to the point where I said, I can either come through this a better person, a better version of me, or I can look at this as I'm a failure. You know, I failed in marriage. I failed as a husband and go through that. woe was me? And I, I changed the, the channel from this happened to me. And I changed it to this happened for me. And I'd be lying, dude, if I said it happened overnight, it was a week long process. It was months and months and months. And the reality is you have to put things in, in specific boxes. And that's what I'd done. And, you know, I don't ever talk badly about my ex. I've never said anything in front of my kids. I never will to this day. I have a bunch of feelings and emotions that you know, some things I probably said to my head or some select few people that, you know, I'm not going to put out there because there's nothing positive that comes about it. And anybody that says they don't have, you know, those negative feelings or those bad moments where, you know, you kind of just want to scream and yell, you know, I, I think they're kidding themselves. But I said to myself, I have to, for the rest of my life, co-parent with her to an extent. We have to have you know, communions and graduations and, and sporting events. And we don't need to be best friends. We don't need to even really communicate in a, you know, friendship way. Maybe I hope that someday down the road that happens, you know, it takes two people to do that. One person can't do that, but I put certain things in boxes and I said, you know, this is what I need to do to get, to get past this. And it's challenging. You know, I I don't share a bunch of the specific details, but my older son and I, you know, we've had you know a tough time during this, and I'm I don't I don't know even what he's going through because he's 
only 12 years old and he can't articulate it. So I, that never happened to me as a 12 year old. So what I can't do is I can't say, this is what you should feel. This is what you have to say. And instead I'm saying, you know, what's going on? How's your day? How can I support you? And there've been more, more challenging days and times than, than not, but it's knowing that there's a better day down the road and knowing that we will get through this. And as bad as he feels about this in his mind and his head, you know, he's going to make it through, you know, the worst day um, during this, you know, divorce process. And my hope is that I just can be the best person I can be. And I can honestly say, and you know this because of our friendship, I've spent a ton of time on myself, money, effort, trying to get to this point. And and I don't even think I'm remotely where I need to be and want to be, but I can honestly say, you know, a month ago, two months ago, I'm I'm a way different version of myself. And I think as I continually learn from other people, and I ask a bunch of questions, as you know, John uh, C. Maxwell, who's a mentor of mine and a guy I got a chance to spend quite a bit of time with, he talks about the questions you ask. And I'm always asking people that have gone through it or going through it, you know, wh- what is it that helped you? Is there a book? Is there a program? And, and the one thing I do want to say is one of the reasons why now I'm embracing this is I want to help other people, not just men, but men and women that are going through it, because the reality is whatever the circumstances are that led you to a divorce, there's one of two ways to go through it. It's this nonstop combative way of, I hate you, let's just continue to punch each other, or let's try to take the wall down a little bit. And instead of punching each other 20 times today, maybe we punch each other you know, 10 times, eight times. And, and for me, if I can help somebody, if I can inspire somebody to take you know, a level nine anger down to a seven or a six, or you know, just this frustration and say, Hey, take a deep breath. You know, if you need to vent, call me, you know, and I've had a bunch of people that have done that in the last few months. And it's super rewarding for me because I had some really cool people that stepped up for me. It's good, man. Super tactical, bro. I appreciate that. And again, man, that it, it kind of edifies or validates what we were talking about between being a bucket filler or a bucket dipper. I mean, you can choose to be rah, 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 woe is me. This sucks. Uh, or you can choose to not. That's one thing that I hear you do. I see you do quite literally, man. Not to segue into this, but if any of the listeners happen to wear a whoop band, so a whoop band is a band that you wear on your wrist, and it it provides you the uh, the quantifiable metrics, uh, HRV, uh, heart rate data, uh, your rest, deep sleep. It's it's literally quite literally one of the tools that I use and I know you use it as well. A couple other guys that are, that are in our tribe use that to understand where we're at in life and physically where we're at in life. So how am I going to show up today? And then what can I do cater to my rest and things of that nature? But I say that to say every time, not some of the time, not most of the time, every single time. And I know that you're, you're uber competitive just as I am. I've seen guys reach out to you. I've, I've heard guys say, dude, how is it that you get yourself atop this whoop group every single time? So for the listeners, what happens is, is it, it's based on the metadata from others a lot, but, but essentially your exertion and how that compares to your sleep before or lack thereof, and then it'll give you, you know, red, yellow, green, and respective percentages within that based on, you know, are you 5% red today or 95% green? And then accordingly, you know, you can show up to the world based on your workouts and and do that. I have access to Chris's data, just like he has access to mine when you're in that tribe. So I can see when he wakes up and he's 18% red, and then within an hour, he's 
well over 20, 21, whatever world record that this dude is trying to break. And I say that, man, jokingly, but there's a lot of honor and respect in that for you because you mentioned something on before we hopped on the call. You know, we were kind of sharing about, hey, man, like one of the guys that you coach had reached out to you and said, hey, man, how is it that you're doing this? What is it that you do? And one of the things, and I certainly want to speak to that, and I kind of want to get into your positivity tribe notes. Certainly want to talk. I know that you're also an author, coach, and a speaker. You had an opportunity to speak in front of several schools in the past couple of weeks. So I definitely want to get into that, how that was formulated. But before I digress, where I segue, I want to digress and, and get back to that whoop band piece. I say that to say, man, what, one of the things that you said to me, and you didn't say this per se, but I heard you say is, is hey, man, it's, it's me versus me. It's not me versus the next guy or me versus Al. And that's no disrespect to you, but I'm, I'm not competing for you or with you because I play for an audience of one. And it's that kind of mentality. It's that kind of mindset, that kind of ninja level thinking that affords us the ability to go through a certain specific situation that may trigger us reactively, especially a divorce, man. I, by the grace of God, have not had to deal with that. And, and God willing, I won't. But I, I try to put myself as an empath into your shoes, you know, as a guy that's a that's a feeler, that uh, has a great heart, that's an ultra-level competitor where someone else may just take that as a loss. You know, they just chalk that up as an L and say, hey, you know what? This is, I put a lot of time, effort, energy, and resources into this, and I failed. You know, so woe is me, and then here comes the bucket dipper Eeyore stuff. But again, this is where I go back to it before you you chose not to do that, and not only to do that, to put yourself in a position where you didn't make yourself worth subject to the result of the relationship with your ex-wife, subject to the result of how it is you compare on your whoop stats versus me or Timmy or Tommy or somebody else. And again, that affords you the ability, at least from my perspective, or one of the tools that affords you the ability to be able to continue to grind and soar and sow into other folks, yourself included, as much as you have. So I, I don't know that I've ever shared that with you, man. I kind of rambled there a little bit. I want to let you know that that was very much on my mind and my heart. You got anything you want to share or speak to on that? No, first of all, I appreciate that, and and I received that. And you know, the the whoop perspective is it's interesting. I am a super competitive person, as you are, and if it comes to would I rather win or lose, you know, candidly speaking, I'd rather win. But it goes back to what you said: is you know, I'm part of that group because you invited me into it, as far as the whoop group and. I wanted to join because, you know, you and I established a relationship, but also the competitive side of me wanted to join because, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know, and, and it's the reality that if you're with a group of fill in the blanks, you know, the reason CrossFit gyms are so successful and is it's because of the camaraderie of people cheering each other on when, when, if you and I finished a workout and Timmy or Tommy is finishing his, you and I are going to be like, let's go, come on, fit like you got this. And it's the same thing with the whoop, but to your, to your point, I compete with myself on it. And yeah, we can joke about it and I can send you texts and things because it's fun because we have that relationship. But at the end of the day, and I was sharing this with you, when I look at my whoop band, I'm, I'm looking at all the metrics. It's not like it says to you, like you're a superstar and here's $10 into your Venmo account. It takes everything, your recovery, your rest, your heart, you know, your, how, how often your heart's beating, you know, but the other thing it, it shows me is how much effort you're putting out during your workouts. And candidly speaking, 
it's been difficult during this pandemic to really get after it every single day. And and this whoop band has been super accountable for me. So, you know, not a uh, an endorsement for whoop or anything like that, but but it's one of those things where I've invested into it. So going back to the coaching and leaning in and being really intentional, I said to myself, if I'm spending money on something, I want to get the most out of it. And the cool thing about this for anybody that, that use it or has it is unlike an Apple Watch and some of those other things, and not, not that I'm an expert, but the Whoop Band adjusts to you. So as you are working out better, more efficiently, it's hard to you know, continue with the same. So for me, that's where the competitive side is. If I got, you know, an 18 on my workout yesterday and I'm going through and I feel like I'm going hard today, I look down and it's like a 15. The competitive side for me is, is not, you know, I have to win every single thing, but it's like, you know, I was at an 18 yesterday. Am I really giving my best today? So there's no way for me to then say, okay, I need to do, you know, 112 more push-ups because it's impossible to, to measure that on that. But for me, the mental perspective, I say, okay, can I give a little bit more? And that's what I love about this because it measures what you're doing. And at the end of the day, like you said, is it's it's me versus me. And you know, I'm looking at my stuff. And if you have an amazing day or a horrible day, it doesn't change my stats. You know, if you and I were competing for a monetary prize or something, then I'd be like, hey, I got you. But in the sense of, you know, going back to the other thing of supporting people there are a bunch of people that just crushed it. And all of a sudden I look at, and I'm like, dude, that was awesome. And, and I've reached out to a bunch of people and I'm in a couple other groups as well. And I'll be the first, I try to be the first to send a message when I see it and be like, dude, what'd you do today? Cause you did like a million. I was on it the other day. Somebody did in one of the groups, and did like 9,000 calories working out. And I was just like, what the, and he was doing an, an obstacle course training outside. And he responded to me. He was like, dude, he's like, it's insane. But one last quick story. A guy reached out to me. He happens to be two towns over. And he sent me a DM on Instagram. And he said, dude, he's like, I think this is you. I saw, you know, the connection. He's like, I see you on Whoop, like in Connecticut, like you're killing it. And we've now become very good friends because, you know, we connected. But but it, it's about surrounding yourself with like-minded people. So I appreciate that. And it means it means a lot. But, you know, again, if anybody's listening to this or watching this, you know, it's, it's a good thing to compete with others. You know, competition should bring out your best. But the first person, and David Goggins talks about this, he calls it the accountability mirror. You know, I take a step further and say that self-accountability mirror, when you look in that mirror, you know, you can't lie to the person. You might be able to fib to a, you know, a wife or husband be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to you know, really get after my workout. Maybe you don't. But when you look in the mirror every night and when you w- look at your root band, you can't lie because you can't, you know, connect this to like, you know, a dog or something and have it go, you know, running around, you know, at the end of the day, like, did you give your best effort? And for me, that's my number one uh, rating system is in valuing of, did I really give it my best today? Mm, It's good, man. Stacking victories, bro. Daily doses of discipline, discomfort. Very, very good, man. That's awesome. Talk to me about the positivity tribe, no quit living, your no quit living podcast, these positivity notes how that came to fruition, kind of what you do with those, all that good stuff. Yeah, I appreciate that. So basically we created these positivity notes where we print out the top and print out, we haven't printed out and made, but the middle part is blank. And we just started leaving them literally around Connecticut, New York area. So I live in Connecticut and I work in Connecticut. Literally, if I drive 30 seconds down the road, I'm in, I'm in New York. And we started putting them around under windshield wipers on, on, on cars. And it wasn't, 
because we wanted to be famous or it wasn't because we wanted to get to a certain number. But then I had people started tagging things and then people started sharing them. And as you said in the, uh, in the introduction, you know, we're in almost all 50 states. We're in six countries. And, I'm, and when I want to be very careful, I want to say we. It's because in no way, shape, or form am I traveling to six countries or, or all 50 states and, and delivering these. But someone reaches out to me and say, hey, where do I get these? We don't charge, we don't charge for them. We send them to you directly. But all I wanted to do and it started back end of 19, so before the pandemic, and it's continued obviously during it, but you and I have no idea what somebody else is going through. And even if they're having a great day, having a positive note or a positive quote, it's going to make that day even better. If they're having the worst day, it's going to make it a little bit better. And the ability to, to spread positivity led to the book, The Positivity Tribe, which is a fable similar to like a John Gordon style book. And got a lot of personal stuff for me. And there's a, uh, one of the characters, kid, his parents are going through a pretty difficult divorce, which obviously that plays in on, on stuff that I went through, but wanted to just spread positivity and then segueing into, into no quit living. The whole premise behind very simple is just, you know, not giving up today, not quitting today. It's not signing that mortgage that you're never going to give up or, you know, no matter what, for the next 30 years, you're going to do it. But it's, I'm not going to give up today and I'm not going to give up on my kids or my family or my business or something. And it doesn't mean, like I said, you have this, this, you know, blind look at things, but there are so many amazing people out there and you know this because we've talked about it, but the algorithms within social media, they 100% work. What you spread, what you comment, what you repost, what you share to others, what you send in direct messages, those algorithms work. And that's the same thing in the real world algorithms. You said it before. You said it before about um, lifting people up and those type of things. And just segueing back into, I use the analogy in my speaking: thermostat and the thermometer, right? And very simple. Everybody knows what a thermometer is. Probably during this pandemic, we've had our temperature taken more probably in the last sixteen months than ever in our life. But a thermometer does one thing: it's it, there's no gray. It's very black and white. It tells you either what your temperature is, what the temperature in your office, house, your car is, what the temperature outside is. And that's all it does. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't do anything. It says, okay, Al, in right now in your office, it's 71.2 degrees. That's it. A thermostat, on the other hand, if you walk into a room and it's, and it's boiling in the summer, you go over, click, you take the thermostat, you put the AC on, it cools the room down. In the winter, you walk, wake up in the morning and your house is freezing. You go over to the thermostat, you turn the heat on, it warms up. It's the same thing with your energy. Every single interaction you have with your family, your friends, with your buddy you shared today at the gym, you can either be a thermostat and turn something up or you can turn it down. Every interaction, you have the ability to, to make it positive or negative. And going back to No Quit Living Positivity Tribe is we just want it to be that place where no matter what, you're going to get positive information. You're going to get uplifting content. And with the podcast, with other stuff we do, it's just the ability to inspire. And going back to one of the things I said before is the compound effect perspective is every time I inspire you or motivate you or you inspire me or motivate me, it's, it's the ability to do it to somebody else. And I'm going to share with my kids or a coworker. And that's the thing that I've seen so much during this pandemic is people that are just putting out that amazing stuff and really uplifting people. It has a positive impact. And to your point, bucket dippers and bucket fillers, we all want to spend more time with people that when they walk in the room, your eyes light up, your shoulders go back, as opposed to the people that walk in the room 
and you kind of do this, you, you know, you shrug your shoulders and you kind of look away because you don't want to make eye contact. I never want to be that person. I never want to spend time with those people. And, and the reality is you can't choose, obviously, you know, if someone comes into a room or to a gym, but when you have your social time and your non-work time and things like that, you can spend more time with the people that lift you up and, and inspire you. And, and that's literally our number one goal is to inspire one person every single day in one thing that we do. Dude, the bucket filling thermostat that creates and establishes his own product of environment, man. That's good, brother. That was my takeaway from today's call. Dude, we should uh, hashtag that or copyright that. The bucket filling thermostat. I like that. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered it because I already forgot. It was like a lot <laughs> coming out of the top of my head, man. Listen, man, this is going to be one of many with us. I already know this is this is actually number two, one on No Quit Living and then one on The Driven Few. And I suspect we're going to go around two of three of four of five. And I know I'm looking forward to it, man, as you continue to show and lead with your heart as you always have, man. And those are my kind of people. Those are the dudes that I want to do life with and, and align with, man. So those of us that love the podcast, love the content, I, I ask of you, Please subscribe and like, as my daughter would say. Make sure you get us that 10-star review. If you can't figure out how to do 10, we'll accept five. But I say that to say, if and when I am the guy or gal that was very much impressed by the content, the subject matter that you produced, and I just want to be able to get in or around the life of Christopher J. Work, I want to get in your musk. I want to be able to feel what it is and be part of that product and environment that we're talking about, man. How do I follow you? How do I get a hold of you? All that good stuff. I appreciate that. And thank you very much for that. I give my personal email address to everybody. It's Chris at noquitliving.com. We are most active on social media, on Instagram, no underscore quit underscore living. And, you know, shoot me a DM there. I'd love to connect with people as you shared you can get the po- uh, the podcast. It's No Quit Living Podcast. It's anywhere podcasts are available. And our website is No Quit Living. Also, our book, Positivity Tribe, selfish uh, plug here. But you can get that literally anywhere books are sold. You can also head over to our website, thepositivitytribe.com. But one thing I, I just want to leave, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to be here, and, and I'm going to echo what you said, is this is one or number two of, of many, because I love how we align. But Make sure that you like and subscribe to to Al's podcast, and it goes um, twofold. Is you know when you surround yourself with those people, and I can tell you right now, Al's one of those real people. I try to be one of those real people. We're not going to always respond to you within twenty seconds, but I can tell you when you really pour into other people, and when you're a bucket filler, people want to spend more time with you. They want to be around you. So I will challenge every listener or viewer that's watching this. For the next day, two days, three days, just think about how you're showing up for other people. Are you filling their buckets or are you just, you know, a bucket dipper in the sense? Are you just taking out? Are you just receiving? And and here's the reality. We all have tough days. We all have tough mornings. But challenge yourself over the next couple of days. Just think about, you know, maybe dipping into other people's in the sense of pouring more into theirs than you're taking out. And I guarantee you, you know, it's going to have a positive impact. Mm. So good, man. Always dropping that gold, brother. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you and your time. I know you're busy with your 15 businesses, multiple speaking engagement dudes that you coach. So we're we're blessed to be able to steal some, borrow some of your time, I should say, man. And uh, again, appreciate the way that you show up. So 
Uh, we're going to end it right there. Again, I appreciate everyone, and we will see you next time. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Driven View with Al Hamid. If you love what you heard, and I know that you did, please follow us on Apple and Spotify and leave us that 10-star review. All right, if you can't find 10, we will gladly accept that five-star review. You can also connect with me, Al Hamid, on both Instagram and Facebook. Al Hamid, H-A, M is in Mary, E is in Edward, D is in Diesel, and as always, don't forget to subscribe and like. Thank you.